Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are watching a master at work. Welcome, welcome, welcome to NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I write for FranchiseTag.com. I'm here with Wesley Johnson. Guess what? He writes for FranchiseTag.com. And we're having another specialized team segment uh, tonight. So we're going to have Jason from South Dakota, who is a Broncos lifer. He's going to join us for the duration of the episode. Uh, We're going to talk about the Sam Darnold trade to the Carolina Panthers. We're going to hone in on the Broncos because we got Jason on. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the draft, which is only three weeks away. But first, per usual, we're going to talk about Believe. Excuse me, BetOnline.ag with Believe. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The Masters is here. Bet online has you covered all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Per usual, a lot to cover tonight. Not a plethora of topics. Uh, but some substance in those topics. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we got Darnold stuff. Um, we have Jason on, who is a, an ambassador of the Broncos that we're going to talk Denver stuff with. And then we're going to do some mock of a mock draft sort of thing towards the end. So the first bombshell it, this offseason has had numerous bombshells. A lot of them pertaining to the quarterback um, was the fact that Sam Darnold, his era, and the Big Apple is done. Um, they squandered him. They ruined him. And now they're going to send him off for a mini ransom to the Carolina Panthers, where he'll get his geographical cure, so to speak. And perhaps he will turn that team around and be a nice sidekick for Christian McCaffrey. So I will start with you, Wes. When you saw that hit your notifications, what was it? Was it two days ago now? Uh, was it yesterday? I can't remember. What were your knee-jerk reactions? I think it's a, a good destination for Darnold. Uh, he gets surrounded with talent uh, you know, at the skill position. Uh, he goes with a coach, uh, Joe Brady, I believe his name, uh, that has a, a track record of um, you know, being able to get the most out of guys. Um, he was the third pick in 2018, um, started 38 games, was 13 and 25 as a starter. Uh, obviously, you know, not all of that falls on him. Uh, he had 45 touchdowns to 39 interceptions. Um, most of that came under uh, head coach Adam Gase, who tends to just ruin players. So <laughs> Except for Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like only exception. Well, you know, some people could argue that if it wasn't for Gase, Manning would have had 70 touchdowns. <laughs> right. Oh, you would have loved every additional 15 of them. <laughs> oh, you were all about those numbers. Indeed. So, so but yeah, so Gase, it, he went from being the sexiest thing in the world five, six years ago to now being the butt of jokes. Like, you know, who wants him? Even the memes. So I, right. I, he'll, he'll probably be back in uh, a familiar offensive coordinator capacity because I think he might be good at that. But in terms of leader of men on the wholesale enterprise, probably not so much. Uh, Jason, what about Darnold to the Panthers? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, when I, when I first saw that, <laughs> I mean, being a Denver fan, we were 
we're caught in the throes of, you know, what are we doing at quarterback? So when, when Darnold, when that trade went down, um, I'm just thinking, you know, that's another potential, you know, competition piece for lock off the board. Another one, another one gone. Um, not that I wanted or advocated to bring him to Denver, but, um, you know, him going there. And then that also opens up another potential piece in Bridgewater, maybe going to Denver for the same reason. Yeah. And we're going to touch, we're going to touch on the Denver stuff and go into the quarterback, um, possibilities in detail, probably in about five minutes, um, on the Darnold thing. It's, I kind of give the cliche answer that he'll have a two-year audition in Carolina, and that will determine if he's going to make it in the league. Uh, he can either separate himself from being this severely bottom-tier dude he is right now, maybe not in terms of potential or reputation because there's still that pizzazz that surrounds him, but his numbers suck, and there's there's just no getting around it. I don't care if he was great at your favorite school, Wes, at USC. Uh, he was, uh, but he scrapes the bottom of the barrel in nearly every metric and it probably has a lot to do with the jets. Um, But with that said, I don't think he'll get any more of a leash with the Panthers. And it's not like they are like this Brooklyn nets type of team where they're just stuffed full with talent, but he has enough um, to work with there that he should be able to produce a 10 and six record. Um, So I don't think there'll be any more excuses now, admittedly, I don't know why. And I'm usually not this, uh, prickish, but everything about him gets on my nerves and it always has like it's just his aura. I don't know if it's his head or if it's his name. It's just, I see him and my nerves fly to the moon and it's a very, very awful character trait of mine, but it just happens. Uh, but when I, there are certain plays that I see that I'm like, Oh damn, that was, that was pretty sweet. And then you start to think like, maybe he does have it. Maybe he is in this wretched system. Uh, Wes, what do you think about what the Jets gave up? A second, a fourth, and a sixth? I thought that was a lot um, because second round pick isn't nothing, and then you have two deal sweeteners in there. Uh, I think it was fair, um, but it certainly wasn't peanuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was definitely a lot for Carolina to give up. Um, They also will, you know, potentially have to pay him should he succeed. Yeah. Um, which is, I, th- I think, why the Jets moved on from him. Um, you look at the blueprint for a lot of teams nowadays. You know, they get a rookie quarterback and a rookie contract, fill the team with other positional players that, you know, cost however much, and then, you know, try and make that run um, until they have to pay the guy. So um, I like the move for Carolina. Um, I like the return for the Jets, obviously uh, a second, a fourth, and um, uh, that's next year. And then a six rounder for this year. Uh, Pretty good haul for a team that, you know, is probably going to pick a quarterback at uh, the number two spot. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I always when I, I keep, you know running through this, the mock in my head or reading other people's mock drafts. And I see Wilson to the Jets, and I, I think just instinctively cringe because I'm like, God, he looks like such a badass on tape. He's going to be ruined there. But then I realize that hopefully for his sake, that was under the old leadership, um, whether it was Gase or I can't remember the general manager's name. Uh, but I think with Saleh there from San Francisco, another hometown of yours, Wes, that yeah. – 
I think he has a reasonable shot or Wilson will have a reasonable shot there. Uh, and it may not be the same old jets, um, but that kind of falls under the, we shall see. So another yeah, thing, th- go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, do you guys think that the jets opted to, cause they were in a pretty good position where they could have, I mean, traded that number two pick mm-hmm. and stockpiled quite oh, a bit. God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought I heard today though, that they weren't getting too many calls on that. Cause he did say that he was open for business. Not that he would have made a deal, but um, do you think it was more of a thing that they didn't, they, they just didn't have faith in Darnold or that with the new coach in town wanted to pick his own guy? I think it's the latter. Um, yeah. I think that you basically it's under new management. It's like a, a store being opened all it has is the yeah. same storefront, and then you get new brains in there, and that wasn't their guy. And uh, Jason, you accurate, accurately predict this, was it two years ago now, that Rosen would be divorced by the Cardinals, and uh, you told me that they were going to go with Kyler Murray, and I was like, they just picked a quarterback. They're not going to get rid of him. <laughs> and you're like, well, no, Kingsbury, you know, he wants to do the air raid, and Kyler is the best at that. And I was like, they just chose a quarterback that was like <laughs> the sexiest thing in the world. And you I were right. I wanted Rosen that year, too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you were right. So I think this is that where they come in and say, like, you know, we're in charge and bless his heart. Darnold will probably do well, but we're going to we're going to send him off and then get as much as we can. But I do find it hard to believe that uh, there wouldn't be folks calling and offering, you know, their the mortgage for Wilson, because if you're if based on what I see on the tape and then like I talk about like just his presence, the way that he looks, his name, Wilson seems like he's going to be a quarterback that plays in league for 15 years as a starter. So I find it hard to believe that teams wouldn't give up the farm and especially San Francisco if they jumped up to three and then they have a backdoor pipeline with Soleil and that entire organization in San Francisco. It's yeah. Um, they, the, it's a, it's a roundabout way of saying, I'm pretty sure that the Niners know what the jets are going to do and probably vice versa. Right. And the Niners didn't even make a call. They said, uh, <laughs> to the jets for the, the pick before trading with Miami. So, I mean, yeah, they, they probably know who they're going to pick. And, uh, like we covered last week. They probably know who they're going to pick too. Yeah, and Be maybe it. maybe it was just yeah. awkward to get into business because uh, they didn't want to screw one another. Because somebody you know in the in today's world has to get the better of the trade on day one, and maybe right. it was just too awkward. I mean, that's just speculation. Well, when I first heard that about, and I did see that today that when um, you know the Jets GM was on on TV saying that you know hey. Not that, not that I would have, but I'm always willing to answer the call. Um, you know, and nobody's called. I guess my first thought was, I mean, maybe there's, maybe there's just that many GMs that don't really feel like, like this quarterback class is as hyped up as the media makes it out to be. You know, I mean, how, they're talking about five guys going in the top ten. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's almost what, what, a shoe in. I mean, I don't watch a whole lot of college ball, but to me, this seems really no different than any other year. And how many of these guys are going to be somebody that you would either you would feel real comfortable with, with the, with the exception of Lawrence, but even he has the potential to, to bust. Um, I I mean, I look at, I look at Zach Wilson and I, I automatically think, well, he does uh, at least appear to look better. (laughs) 
I automatically think Trubisky. Yeah. You know, yeah. BYU kind of a <laughs> not. I mean, not the style of play, but just the you know the the, the underrated uh, opponents that this guy's gone up against. Um, you know, where Trubisky play? He played in uh, North, North Carolina, Carolina North didn't Carolina. he? Yeah. yeah. And then you know, and I, I'm not I'm not real sure, I guess, but yeah. you I know, wanted- and Mac Jones. I mean, I almost. I wonder one. if you or I could have quarterbacked that all-star game. Yeah, that one is bizarre. <laughs> I will absolutely believe it when I see it that San Francisco takes him. I do not buy into that. Right. I mean, I think it's lunacy. I was looking at mock drafts two months ago when he was supposed to fall to the second round, and I was thinking, oh, maybe the Vikings will trade up midway in the second round to get him. And now he's supposed to go third overall? It's yeah. like, what could have changed in eight <laughs> weeks that said like, and he wasn't even playing in these eight weeks? I want to yeah, do this. It... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I want to do this simple exercise. I'm going to spring on the both of you. Um, I sorted in the last, uh, let's, I start, all right, went from 2010 to 2018 uh, because I don't think it's fair to adjudicate quarterbacks that were drafted in 19 or 20 because we still have more tape to see. Um, so I sorted every quarterback that's been drafted in the top 10 from 2010 to 2018. Uh, and I want you guys on your fingers to count which one of these, how many of these quarterbacks would you like to have quarterback your franchise right now? And uh, I'm just going to name them off. So keep track on your fingers or in your head as I, as I read off these names. Sam Bradford, Blaine Gabbert, Jake Locker, Cam Newton, Ryan Tannehill, Robert Griffin III, Andrew Luck, Blake Bortles, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes, Mitchell Trubisky, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. So that's 18 quarterbacks in nine drafts, all in the top 10. How many do you guys have? Five. Five? How many do you got, Jason? Uh, Yeah, I got five as well. So yeah, five out of 18. And mathematically, my calculator will load because I'm not quite that good. That is... 22... 28%. 28%. 28%. So that means um, out of these five quarterbacks, at the max, two of them are going to pan out as a quarterback that you would want, quarterbacking your team in about five years. Realistically, that's probably one. And then maybe the second dude is pretty good. And the other three are, meh, they're kind of like that Jameis Winston. Like, we're just not sure if he's good or not. So to your point, Jason, not all five of these quarterbacks are going to be good. And we're lucky if two or three of them are good. Uh, so that's why I always, uh, you know, roll my eyes about, well, yeah, five quarterbacks are going in the top 10 and I get it. It's a quarterback driven league and that's what sells jerseys. That's what gives everybody the the hope and the potential. Um, but you just got to really take a step back and look at history that some of these dudes like Prescott and, you know, ultimately Brady, of course, and even, even the Vikings dude cousins, they're found in other spots that aren't the top 10 of the draft. So we go through this every year, it seems every single year. And, uh, it's like, you know, the, the Baker's class, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's still, you know, up for debate, but you know, Baker's starting to kind of come to his own and Allen and and Jackson, of course, but then yeah, Rosen and Darnold. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I've, I've never watched Darnold play really, except for when he actually had the best game of his career against Denver. So that was nice. (laughs) 
God, he looked great. All right, so that's going to be our, our segue to the Broncos portion. Uh, I have been quietly impressed by the Broncos offseason, and I say quietly because it's basically retaining their core and not firing the head coach after two years, which some teams do inexplicably. Uh, they stole away the Vikings lieutenant, uh, who was the lieutenant there for about 15 seasons. And the only, and I don't know if I'd say only, but the question mark is what they're going to do at quarterback. And then they jettisoned Philip Lindsay. Uh, he went to the Texans and they replaced him with another Viking, uh, Mike Boone, who it'll be really sweet for him to get a chance to get uh, RB2 carries. Uh, but we will start with the quarterback. Uh, it is Drew Locke for now. They uh, Broncos were long rumored to be a part of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, and now it looks like nobody wants to be a part of that sweepstakes. So it's Locke and a journeyman like Bridgewater to push him to the limit and figure out if this kid has got it, or it's get you know take part in that top five in the top ten. Um, conversation where you could potentially land a fields or a Lance. So uh, Jason, I know that you're a lock supporter, so we'll, we'll put that aside to know that that's probably the guy you want to have at least one more year, which he deserves because not every quarterback pans out in the first two years, but what do you think will happen for these Denver Broncos for quarterback? Oh, I, boy, that's, that's such a good question. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, like you alluded to, we got, you know, George Payton who, you know, I, I, you know, I'll be honest, you know, I don't know, you know, who knows a whole lot about GMs except for the GM of their own franchise, their, you know, their fandom, um, you know, until it comes time to need one. And he was on the list of a lot of the people I follow out in, out in Denver as the guy, the coveted guy, Mm -hmm. we need to get this guy, Um, you know, but they didn't think it was too likely just because of his history of turning down jobs. I think yeah. in 2017, he turned down a, the chief's job. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, how, well, that, that'd be great. He looks the part, um, but yeah, you know, I don't know anything about him, but apparently he's, he's the real deal. Um, and then he chooses to come to Denver, which was shocking in, in Denver. I'm in the Denver community. It really was. So we've, we feel pretty grateful. Um, I'm happy, very pleased with what he's done so far. I just can't get a read on what it is that he is going to do at the quarterback position. Could you get previously reads on Elway? Well, sort of. Yeah. Just pick a not so good quarterback. That's the read, (laughs) you know, Elway pretty much in a lot of, you know, I, I loved everything Elway did just because I've yeah. loved Elway's the reason I'm a Broncos fan. So, yeah. you know, I was, I looked at it through biased lenses, yep. you know, um, and I wanted everything that he did to work. And then I tried to convince myself into why they would work and then they didn't <laughs> get frustrated. Um, you know, but, uh, so, I, but, th- you know, I love everything he's done so far. Patient. He seems to be very methodical in retaining his own guys, which is something that Elway wasn't able to do in terms of Simmons and Shelby Harris. And, you know, he did let Lindsay go, but you know, he was a fan favorite, but in terms of the quarterback position, you know, I I think he likes Locke a little more than the media thinks he does. I mean, all the quarterbacks have, I mean, the, the quarterback well is pretty much drying up. I don't believe that there's a guy in this draft that he is willing to give up capital for to go get. I mean, he may like a few and he scouted a few and he's been at the pro days and 
but from what I understand about the way he works, um, is he likes to stockpile picks, um, you know, especially with his first year as a GM, I, I can't imagine and potentially a, um, a make or break year for the coaching staff. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine he'd want to trade up for a quarterback that you'd have to restart over with. Yeah. You probably right. want the input, you know, of the coaching staff, like Fangio saying, Hey, do we, should we take a flyer on this Lance dude? Um, and then go forth. Uh, I think on, if Peyton is loyal to the way that Rick Spielman did things, he's not going to be trading up for anything. Um, you know, if he does, it'll be to get back into the first round after he's already taken a first round pick. Um, that's how the Vikings nabbed Bridgewater. Uh, they've actually done it a couple times. Uh, who else did they do that? That's how they got Harrison Smith. Um, they, they traded back into the bottom of the first round. So now that's not to say that he's just going to be like Spielman just because they worked together for so long, but uh, he probably sees the benefits of how that worked out. Cause Spielman uh, for the most part is a, is a good drafter of talent, especially in the second round. He doesn't miss. Uh, but Wes, you can look at this from these anti-bias lens. Uh, I think when we did our second show, we went down the line and I can't remember if you, if you put Watson on the Broncos then, or did you send I him to the Dolphins? I think I did. Yeah, I think you did, and that put Locke in Houston. Uh, I'm yeah. going to guess you can wipe that away because of events. So yep. what do you foreshadow um, for the Broncos and quarterback? Is it another year of Locke? It's another year of Locke. Um, as Jason was mentioning, I, I actually think Denver will probably trade back, um, try to accumulate additional picks in next year's draft. That way, if they – do need a quarterback. They'll have the ammunition to go up and get one. Uh, that would be my guess. I'm going to interrupt for just a second to talk about SundayScaries.com. You're going to dominate 2021. As soon as 2020 ended, you took a good look in the rearview mirror and said, F you. 2021 for you is all about self-care and love, which means you're focusing on being happy and feeling relaxed. Mental clarity is the first step to a better life, which is why uh, you've been taking down Sunday scary CBD gummies, berries, <clears throat> bears like candy. When your mind starts racing or you need to decompress, you simply pop two gummies, 20 minutes, you're in a total max relax chill mode. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money back guarantee. If the product is not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday scaries is the stress is in the stress relief business, not the stress causing business. Uh, you got 20%, 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use the promo believe B L E A V for your discount. That's the promo code believe B L E A V for 20% off 25% off sundayscaries.com. They're effing amazing. And you will not regret joining the squad is next year's draft Wes uh, peppered with the same amount of talent, or is it too early to tell for quarterback? Uh, I think it's too early to tell. I haven't really followed, uh, too closely the next year's class of prospects, but there's usually three or four that, uh, that, you know, emerge from, from the class and make a name for themselves to, to be taken early. So, okay. So you have Locke there for, I guess, a prove it year um, between he and Fangio. And uh, what I have been writing about and saying is that, 
it's it's a glorious blend that they have because they have a de- defense first coach who came from the Bears and always put together a ferocious defense. I can attest to that firsthand. And then uh, Elway stockpiled all of these offensive weapons before he took a slight step back with Judy and Sutton and now Patrick and Fant. And so you have this defense first philosophy, and I don't think they're ever going to be worse than you know 15th best in the league. And then you have all these weapons, so it all hinges on lock. You have balance. Uh, is that a fair assessment, Jason? Oh yeah, I mean, I think that they, I think that they're, I think they're in a real good spot. Um, you know, so in, I, uh, I, I think that they do. I think that they do get a quarterback in the draft. I don't believe it'll be a high one. I think maybe mid round pick, maybe someone like Kellen Mond. Maybe somebody like that to bring in and, you know, maybe, I guess, compete. But, I mean, if you – yeah, I mean, you you got to remember that Locke had Sutton out all last year. Mm-hmm. Didn't play at all, um, which put a lot of added pressure on Judy, which I think got into his head a little bit, led to a lot of drop drop balls. But, I mean, shoot, and he still was able to muster up 870 yards. Um, yeah. Had some big plays. And Fant, I mean, he's just waiting to, to go, too. So – very young offense, not just at quarterback, but all around. I mean, I think the average age of that team is about 24, 25 years old on that side of the ball. Are there any weaknesses? Um, I don't, I don't think you can call lock a weakness quite yet. That's just my personal opinion because I believe in maturation, but is there, is it offensive line or linebackers or anything that's like, yeah, because like with the Vikings, which we always pivot back to the offensive line is the glaring weakness. And we just hope that they fix that in the draft. Is there any spot on the roster right now? That's really iffy. You know, I don't think so. I really honestly don't think there, if there is one, um, I do believe it's, uh, it's that, uh, middle linebacker position, you know, they've been trying okay. to get that guy for years and they just haven't, <laughs> you know, you know, they wanted Devin Bush a few years ago. Um, that's the year we traded back and got fan. Um, they got a really good opportunity to, to go with the Parsons this year that would fill that need, but, yeah. um, you know, no, their offensive lines getting some continuity. They're coached by Mike Mun- Munchak, obviously. So he's, he's done a well job there. Um, you know, just kind of, if Drew can, can, he put together three good games last year, <laughs> but they were real good. I yeah. mean, and it's like, there's enough there that if he could string that together and, you know, um, and during those games, it's like one of those younger guys took off, you know, like one of them, you saw Judy do it. Then the mm-hmm. next one you saw Fant do it. And then one of them, you saw Hamler do it. And then Patrick was always that consistent, steady hand. Um, mixed together with running back, you know, good running back play out of Gordon and Lindsay. I mean, they, they are a pretty well-balanced team defense. I think, you know, they filled those holes with, uh, with, uh, Fuller and Darby in the secondary. So that, you know, you, you know, a month and a half ago, we were thinking, yeah, we're going to get Sertan or Farley in the draft, but that's not necessarily a need either. Yeah. Is uh, offensive line, is it uh, Garrett Bowles? Is he the one that played like a maniac last year in a good way? Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. the one, is he the one that drove everybody nuts for the first Yo, season? God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was, he was really, really hated on out there. Booed by fans, commentators belittled him. Man, this guy, I thought he was going to just decide not to come back. And it was all because of false starts or what was it? Oh, hold it. 
Oh, you know, we'd get a nice 72 yard touchdown. That's coming back. <laughs> you we see all, we all knew what it was too. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd see the flag and you just knew inherently that it was going to be a hold. Oh God. What's, what's worse is my eight-year-old knew it. <laughs> he knew it. It's coming back into that. Yep. It, it is. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, he really stepped up big last year and good for yeah. him. Yeah, I think he was the uh, top rated tackle. He or, was. Yeah, yeah, like PF Pro Football Focus. Like all, all of a sudden, I remember looking at it thinking, this is the same son of a bitch that couldn't <laughs> stop having penalties. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's yeah. just good. And that's yeah. what, I, what I try to preach to uh, impatient fans that, you know, this dude sucks in year two. It's like they're ready to move on. And I'm like, you know, for the love of God, sometimes it takes until year three. And I know offensive line's a little different because all you got to do is go out there and just wrestle. Uh, but indeed, it takes time uh, for rookies to develop. And we just, in the digital age, do not have patience for that. I mean, I, I'm not guilty of it personally, but I know the feeling that creeps up in my my belly when something bad happens to a second year player i'm like is he ever gonna figure it out and then other folks take it to the extreme like you know this guy is a bust i can't believe so and so drafted him and then oh yeah you see an example to your to your point man that the offensive line i think takes a lot of years too i mean Mm -hmm. you guys obviously remember the 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 offensive line denver had back in the late 90s schlereth and uh, Zimmerman and God, who else was on that line? But you know, those guys were all together for five, six years before they were able to really come together and and uh, and make it look easy. And they weren't weren't big guys, but they just worked really well together. And even in recent history, like with their Cowboys and the Raiders and some of the better offensive lines in football, they need to be together a few years. I think um, yeah, they certainly they certainly do. And that's what pains me about this year's Vikings is that it's it's like they just don't get it. <clears throat> like they don't understand right. that that is a priority. And I know that the draft hasn't happened yet. And maybe they'll just absolutely nail that like they did with uh, Jefferson at wide receiver. Uh, but so far in free agency, it's been uh, quiet on the offensive line front. Um, let's see. So we covered pretty much the the depth chart and the re-signings. Um, then on running back, you feel comfortable with Gordon and Boone? Yeah, I don't know much about Boone, but, uh, you know, I speedster. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I liked I liked what Gordon, what Gordon did. And, you know, when we still have uh, Rolls Royce, you know, yeah. on the roster, too, <laughs> yeah. Royce Freeman. Yeah. So and I'm sure they'll pick up another guy in the draft somewhere. I'm with you. All right, Wes, let's pivot to the draft talk. Um, we're going to go. I was going to say one through 10, but realistically, it's probably three through 10. Uh, I don't think anybody on the show this evening disagrees that Lawrence and Wilson will go one and two. Um, And that plops us with three. And because you live there, Wesley, uh, what in the hell will the 49ers do after their biblical godfather deal? Yeah. uh, So I, I just can't see Mac Jones going three. Um, they're going to visit Justin Fields for his pro day, or he's going to throw for them, um, I believe, next week. Uh, I, I have to say Justin Fields. He's probably the most polished of the remaining ones. Um, 
Mac Jones, I believe was just a benefit of um, all the talent around him. And you make this type of trade, you, you can't miss. Otherwise you're probably done. So um, I, I got to say Justin Fields for the Niners. Are you worried all worried at all about Ohio state quarterbacks? Because unless I'm missing something and I believe I looked at this a few months ago, there's never been one that's worth a damn or does that just not matter? Uh, I don't think it matters too terribly much. Um, I think I saw a video today. Uh, Fields actually played or he started his college career at Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So and transferred to Ohio State from there. Uh, so, you know, maybe he knocked off some of the bad juju that yeah. Ohio State has uh, with the, you know, the beginning of his career. Okay, so that puts Fields at three per us. Uh, I won't disagree. I, 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 I don't gamble. Sometimes I wish I did. Uh, but I'm nearly certain that Mac Jones is not going to be the third pick because they wouldn't have to trade that high up. Like the only reason he's in the top three conversation is because the Niners traded up there and now they're linked to him. Uh, So I just refuse to believe it. It doesn't seem like we have this facade about the 49ers that they are this cream of the crop, like a genius off uh, head coach. And in his career, he's 29 and 35, 29 wins, 35 losses. And for some reason he gets like this Belichick status of like, Oh, wait until Shanahan gets a hold of it. And he he got to the Super Bowl once, and other than that, it's been garbage. So, uh, of course, he's an exciting coach. I don't buy into the fact that he's, like, you know, second best in the business or anything like that. But I also don't think they're going to go um, Mac Jones. So, I'll take the Falcons. Um, they probably will trade out of that. I just don't know who to. But if they don't, then I'm going to say they do indeed do pits because if he is indeed surefi- or a surefire Hall of Famer, I don't think anybody can complain. And so I'll, I'll take that freakishness to go there. And that puts us at the Bengals, right? Yep. You want to pick for the Bengals, Jason? Well, yeah. I mean, if... if uh... Gosh... That would pretty it's it's they're not going to draft a quarterback. That's what we know for sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, so if you're it'd be Sewell or one of the wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, for sure. That's what I was going to guess. And Mm -hmm. uh, you know whether that's a guy that's a tough choice to make if you're uh, if you're making that making that pick. Um, You want to get the guy to to protect your you know franchise guy, or do you want to get him some weapons? Um, Yeah. You know that's a probably probably offensive line. I'd probably go Sewell. Yeah, I think that's another pick yeah. I don't think you can go wrong with because uh, I'm of the opinion that the Bengals really aren't weapon-deprived. Um, maybe that's, that's just right. because I'm so ingrained in a Vikings offense that's usually like, oh, we got enough, we'll be fine, we'll just let defense take care of it. But <laughs> um, I just I, – I don't – if Sewell is close to a sure thing, I know we're saying that a lot this this cycle, this offseason, but I think they come to their senses and um, they, talk, they do the – you talked about on our first show, Wes, or maybe it was a Viking show you're on uh, with uh, <clears throat> the meme with the car and the, the garage, yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever that meme's called. Uh, <laughs> I think they'll do the inverse of that. So that brings you to the next pick. Sewell's off the board. And is that to the Dolphins? Dolphins. Um, dolphins are a tricky one. They, I think they filled a lot of their needs. Um 
on the offensive side in free agency um, with Pitts off the board, with Sewell off the board. Uh, you know, maybe they go Jamar Chase, the the top wideout, uh, just fully load the offense with weapons for Tua. So okay. Well, then that puts me at the Lions, and <clears throat> a very strange story about the Lions. They are in the NFC North, and it's the division I follow the most close, but I have no ill will towards them. I absolutely despise the Green Bay Packers and the <laughs> Chicago Bears, but the Lions I have never, ever felt negatively about because they never threaten my team. Um, but they're a whimsical organization that has a very brash and weird head coach right now that wants to uh, bite people's kneecaps if they get knocked down, I believe was his quote. Uh, I'm going to say that they are going to go, boy, because you took Chase, I'm going to say Trey Lance there um, because I'm not sure if they're married to Goff forever. Um, If they would have got all those picks minus Goff, I think the trade would have been worthwhile for them. So I'm going to say Trey Lance there um, because they'll have a opportunity to let Lance grow for a year or two, and if Goff remains average Goff, then they can pivot to Lance and go forth. Uh-huh. Yeah, that who makes we, sense. Who do we got next? Uh, next is the Carolina Actually, Panthers. Actually, why don't, why don't you do the Panthers so Jason yeah. can do the Broncos? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so the Ca- Carolina Panthers, um, we think that they have their quarterback – um, they'll be fairly pick deprived next year. Um, I, I think they have to give him every chance to succeed. So I'm going to say, uh, Devonta Smith. Oh, wow. Okay. So then they instantly have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Devonta Smith, Christian McCaffrey, that Tom Arnold or Dan Arnold, uh, tight end guy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they got, <clears throat> They got weapons that Darnold, just like Locke, won't have any excuses pretty much after this year. Yeah. And that puts Jason with his, quote, beloved Broncos, end quote. And you pretty much get to pick from aforementioned Parsons. Uh, who else is on one of those cornerbacks? What do you got yeah, for the who's, Broncos? And Fields is still on the board, isn't he? No, he went at three for us, for yeah. the Niners. So then Mac Jones is the only QB, right? <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I mean, the only one that uh, is allegedly in the top 10. Well, I've heard uh, there's been squabbles about Belichick being in on that guy too. So I could see a trade back with Denver, but I mean, if they're picking it, you know, God, that's a lot of good talent to, to pass up on unless you think you can get one of them. I'm pretty sure if you traded back, you could still get a Farley or maybe even a Parsons. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd go, I'd go, I'd go Parsons. Yeah. I'm hoping that he falls to the Vikings. I know it's a long shot, but uh, the Vikings have Anthony Barr under contract for one more year after he graciously restructured. And I'm not overly sure that he's going to stay a Viking for longer than this year. So I would love to have Zimmer play around Mike Zimmer play around with uh, linebacker clay and Parsons, but they also need offensive line. Like we've already touched on. So Parsons goes to Denver. That gives me the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Or is that, is that that to you now? No, no, you, you got it. Now, um, real quick before we go on, though, I do got a question for you guys because I'm a little bit um, 
again, I'm probably not as up to date with the college ranks as, as, as you guys are, but the last I saw, and I don't, you know, I mean, I just remember hearing loads and loads and loads of good stuff about, uh, that receiver out of, um, Alabama. Devonta. Yeah. Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, apparently Waddle is higher ranked than he is. Right. Yeah. It's kind of that, uh, fluctuation. Right. That- so that's easy to me. I thought this kind of like last year. Yeah, well, I think with Devonta, he's he's the tiny one, right? Devonta, no, he's uh, 6'1". Oh, uh, really? Waddle is 5'10". Uh, 5'10 burner. Okay, so oh. who's who's the tiniest of the big three? Is that is that Waddle? Okay, so he's like the every year we do this, the Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Henry Ruggs of last year, right? <laughs> yeah. So okay. Devonta, yeah. Um, yeah, he uh, he it was he was supposed to go in the top six at like a month ago, and now he's fallen to the top fifteen. Um, yeah. I don't think the Cowboys will take. I mean, they could. They weren't supposed to take uh, Lamb last year, but I don't. They would have an embarrass. <laughs> I mean, they have an embarrassment of riches now. Uh, so, so who do you got for? Or is that me for the Cowboys? Do they do they need a tackle, Wes? They need uh, defensive back. So, okay, um, this would be a perfect spot for Patrick Sertain. Uh, to slide in okay. uh, along with uh, Diggs on the other side, and hopefully okay. they they they, have... it, they in no way, shape, or form really need to tackle because you can probably see what I'm trying to do here. Yeah, um, yeah. not that not that I could tell. I I did some research before um, before this today, and uh, Pro Football Focus did a updated okay. team needs after the first wave of free agency, and they got. Uh, defensive back, safety, uh, edge rusher, and tight end is the top priorities for the Cowboys. Okay, then I will not take Rashawn Slater. I will take uh, Patrick Sertain the second for the Cowboys. Right, right that, on. That gives you the Giants, doesn't it? That gives me the Giants. Uh, they also need a defensive back or an edge or possibly offensive lineman. Um, I think the talent at... Uh, defensive back might be a little too tempting. Uh, so I'll say JC Horn from South Carolina to the New York Jets. Oh, okay. Or, I, I mean, do, New York Giants. <laughs> uh, about an hour ago, I talked to Troy Williamson, who played for the Vikings for a few years, and he was a notoriously high draft pick that was supposed to replace Randy Moss. It didn't work out too swimmingly, um, but he went to South Carolina. And the first question I asked him on the Vikings show, uh, was about J.C. Horn, and he actually thinks Sertain is the best corner in this draft, uh, but he doesn't think that Horn will fall all the way to 14, so uh, it makes sense that uh, you have him that high. Uh, let's see. Who's the next? Is there? Who's the next team? Jason can write uh, us out. Uh, what is uh, the next team? The Eagles. Oh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Right. So, yeah, you can finish this out with the Eagles if you, if you got a hot take. You might want to just give them Devonta. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that actually makes sense because uh, they were chided for not taking Jefferson last year, and arguably he could have, uh, you know, changed history and kept Wentz in Philadelphia. Seems to me like the Eagles. I mean, every year it's, uh, you know, at least for the last three, but it seems like it's been at least a half a decade. You had um, (laughs) Jackson and uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey hurt out for the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it's like these guys have been hurt for like five years oh yeah it's it's and you don't i know you started playing fantasy recently uh but wes can tell you that every year on draft night you're in about maybe the eighth or ninth round and you get a big light bulb in your head that says i'm going to take alshon jeffrey because this is going to be the year that he reclaims himself (laughs) and then you stash his ass on the bench and then just as Jason prognosticated, you're sitting there and it's like, oh, he's out four to six. And you're like, I, I knew it. I knew it. But I was yeah. still stupid enough to draft him. And, and you, you never even really see how it happens. It just <laughs> appears at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's just notorious. That was the, Josh Gordon for me. Oh, well, oh yeah. that's um, well, you're going to get a speech here. So uh, everybody on this uh, show tonight is a recovered alcoholic with at least seven years of recovery under their belt. Um, so with Josh Gordon, I, when, when, his, when he first started his shenanigans, you know, the year that he led the league in receiving and missed the first two games, four games, something like that. And then he got popped for weed or DUI. And uh, I was all about like, okay, he's going to come back, you know, cause now I was like in year two of sobriety and, you know, I was like, this guy can do it all about, I was all about redemption. I still am. But every year he has like this comeback story. It hits Bleacher Report that he's eligible to play. And then for about a month and a half, you know, you think about like, okay, yeah. And then it hits again that he's suspended. So I'm sick of it. If he's going to have redemption, just do it in your own life and don't come back to football. I am. He's giving drunks a bad name. (laughs) Yeah. I'm tired of it. It's it's like every year and then you don't hear about him. And then when his name comes up, people think like, oh, they're getting Josh Gordon. Like he's going to be good. And then he's not. And then he's suspended again. And then he'll tell wild stories along the way. And uh, so you know, I, he's been in the he's been in and out. he's been in the league <laughs> such such a small amount of time that people forget that it's been almost a decade since that season, right? <laughs> like this is going to be it. But this guy has aged like 10, 11 years since yeah. then. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm so <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen again. He'll be back and he'll end up somewhere and then we'll see. Uh, but on the Eagles, I wanted to uh, comment on that before we finish up. Like I coming from a uh, fandom of a team that has never won a Super Bowl, I, if I was an Eagles fan, I would let that dude coach indefinitely. Um, not because, you know, he's the top three coach in the league, Peterson. Uh, you know, he got fired. Uh, but I, if, if you are that Super Bowl starved, I think if you're able to do it just once, then you would get the closest thing to a lifetime contract that you could muster. And uh, But they chose, we thought it was going to be choosing Wentz over Peterson, and then they just blew up the whole damn thing and starting fresh with that weird coach and uh, Jalen Hurts to see if he pans out. So that's my little speech on the Eagles that Peterson was probably gone too prematurely, um, but he'll wind on his feet somewhere. Uh, anything yeah. else, Jason, you want to talk about tonight? Yeah, man, I I enjoyed it. I uh, So, Wes, you're a Niners fan. Is that is that accurate? No, uh, Vikings fan oh, living Vikings. in San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's good. He likes, so the, we, he likes the Giants for baseball. Yeah, I always yeah, give him crap about Aubrey Huff. <laughs> I'm going to get a catch a Giants game here in about two months. Nice in Texas, actually. So, well, that's I don't know playing. much about ba- much about baseball right now, anyway. But 
Oh, you know enough to get by. You make it sound like you don't get it. You know baseball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you probably yeah. couldn't hop on a podcast and sound like a guru, but you know baseball. Hey, well, I know who Mike Trout is. <laughs> you know, so but no, man, I'm hoping big things for Denver this year. I really think I really hope Locke can can do it. I mean, I'm I'm a biased Locke fan. I've been a fan of his since Missouri. I'm glad that we drafted him and I thought he got a raw deal last year. Lots of balls bounced in the wrong direction and you know. Yeah. One more year, I think he definitely has earned. But, oh, yeah. you know, it's not like he came out looking like pa- Paxton Lynch, <laughs> you know. Or, or, well, no, Osweiler had a glimpse of good. And Wait, we wouldn't have been in, we wouldn't have won the Super Bowl without yeah. Osweiler. Remember that comeback from uh, when against the Patriots on yep. Monday night? I figured mm-hmm. he was going to be our quarterback <laughs> until 2040. Oh, after yeah. That. Yeah, me too. I remember, yeah, because they was it were the Patriots undefeated or they had never like lost a game in primetime at home or so, there was the, he broke some streak that was illustrious. It must yeah. have been undefeated. And yeah, he, he looked the part. And then when they went back to Manning, I guess what you kind of had to do. And uh, yeah, and then when he went to the Texans and now it just lives in infamy that he got, you know, like traded. <laughs> they went back to Manning, just destroyed his psyche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they had to find somebody to take the contract once he was leaving the Texans and then just pretty much vanished. Do you remember that? Do you remember that game and? In 2013, when the Broncos were up by like 50, and they were going to put Brock in for for a couple minutes at the end of the game, and Manning told him to sit down. Oh yeah, yeah, he had, a, yeah, he was putting his helmet on and everything. <laughs> yeah, and Manning's like, "No, we're not doing it, homie." <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, God, right. he was frustrated. Wes, what's on the docket for next week? Just more draft stuff. More draft stuff and whatever breaking news. Uh, speaking on Drew Locke, uh, Franchise Tag just posted an article uh, maybe half hour, hour ago uh, regarding Drew Locke's status. So Ooh. if you are interested, go to FranchiseTag.com and check it out. Was that yeah. was that Unconch or who was that? Uh, Jared. Oh, it was Jared. Jared Barsness, our, our draft expert at FranchiseTag.com. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. We will see you next week when we'll be two weeks away from the draft. And that's all we got. Peace. Adios. You are watching a master at work. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.